Welcome. You're listening to Mystic Moon Cafe Radio. Well, happy Wednesday, everyone. Um, you're listening to Mystic Moon Cafe. I've got Miss June with me and Jacob as well. I'm Wendy, the the host of the host of the day. <laughs> hostess of the mostest. Hostess, hostess with the mostest. Hello, everybody. Hello. How is everybody doing out there on this lovely Wednesday? I can't hear anybody, but nobody's hopefully. talking. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. We can't have dead air. It's radio. Uh, yeah, I'm Peachy King. I'm high on Sudafed. How about you? Oh, yay. <laughs> no. Just high on life. Woohoo! Well, I, I had a couple of shots of uh, Irish cream whiskey, so. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's even yeah. better. Oh, yes, I am you having know, water and a quesadilla. I, I have to say, when when I went to, to Ireland, it was just hilarious on um, all the breakfasts they had. I mean, it was like, can I put some Baileys in your coffee? And it was just like, oh, sure, you can put Baileys in my coffee for breakfast. You and betcha. then it's like, how about a little whiskey in your oatmeal? <laughs> like, oh, sure. Well, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was drinking constantly, and I was thinking that was just for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so happy and, and yeah. you know, jolly. I wasn't, at least I wasn't driving, you know, or anything. But it was right. just, it was pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, you guys, I have to tell you about my paranormal experience tonight. What? Please do. Yes. It was just an hour ago for this paranormal experience. So I'm sitting at the chair, and I kind of turn around, and all of a sudden I hear, hello. And I was like, what is that? I turn the other way, and it's like I hear it again, hello. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? I'm hearing, you know, why am I hearing this disembodied voice in my house? You know, I hardly ever have anything paranormal going on here. Every once in a while, some weird stuff happens. And then I turn around the other way, and I hear, hello. I was like, what's going on? And, and as I turned again, I realized my chair was making that. <laughs> possessed furniture on next yes. week's episode of Mystic Moon Cafe. I could have, I mean, I could have sworn it was a voice. <laughs> now, now what, course, was this that matrixing thing called when it's audio, it starts with a P? It's a pareidolia, or um, not pareidolia. For that's, Something like that's that. What you see. That's audio pareidolia. Paradolia. Yeah. I can't. Anyway, it's audio uh, matrixing. <laughs> we'll just say audio <laughs> matrixing. Yes. Well, that actually happened again when I, um, a long time ago, I I had investigated in this area with hundreds of mosquitoes. I mean, the mosquitoes were crazy. Um, and then, of course, I get home, I start listening to tapes, and all of a sudden I hear, June, June, June. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's this weird little voice calling my name? And I realized it was the mosquitoes going past the <laughs> microphone. June. But it sounds just like, June, June. I was like, holy crap. Anyway, had to share. 
Because <laughs> 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 my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I must have brought something home with me the last time I was on an investigation. This is amazing. But, no. Just my chair. <laughs> I got a little WD-40 and I debunked it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, so, either of you two have any paranormal experiences tonight? <laughs> not really. No, no, not this evening. The no. studio was a little possessed right before we got on again, but. Oh true. yeah, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. You almost didn't uh, weren't able to hear us. Mm -hmm. Didn't Damn I have to technology. do a show one time where I, where I uh, actually had to like you had to type things for me? To, <laughs> I can't uh, remember. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> On my cell phone and. Oh, that's so sad. But uh, anyway, everybody, so happy you could join us tonight. We are going to be doing all things ghostly. All things. Yes. Oh, here we go. I found it. Par what did you find? Pareidolia. Pareidolia, I think is the name uh -oh. of it. That's, when, that's an audio okay. matrix. Okay, audio matrixing. Well, that's that's like when you are in a cave or you're so, someplace with a lot of water dripping, mm -hmm. and sometimes the water starts sounding like a voice, and mm -hmm. you have to go, hmm, was that a voice or was that my mind thinking it was a voice? Yes, let me put so. this in the chat because we will forget Yay. these things. Oh, I got a. Oh, hey, Lisa. Chat. Lisa, London is here. Hi. Hello, Hi, Miss Lisa. Lisa. I got to get to the chat. Sorry. Totally didn't do that. <laughs> so of course now here. we're typing and and we're like not talking and filling the airspace because <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> we're like, oh, let's get on the chat with all of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk. <laughs> we're just going to type to everybody. So if you'd like to join the show, get on the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do have the crickets uh, sound effect, don't you, Jake? Uh, yeah. Just wait one moment, please, while okay. I go oh, and find I... that stuff. <laughs> Effects. Here we go. Oh, no, I don't have this one preloaded, but I can do this one. <laughs> that was a gunshot. Ooh. <laughs> let's, let's not have gunshots. Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, let me remember, remember that investigation we, we went to and the guy was shooting off a gun um, yeah, right next door. Oh, my goodness. We'll save that one. We will save that because we do have one of my of the a ghost um, superstar investigators, Boo Buddy Interactive, who had an oh, amazing yes. experience. Uh, out in Kitsap Lake by Bremerton, and but we'll talk about that during our memorable hunts and ghostly gadgets portion of the show. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. sounds cool. You you'll find a much more uh, regulated, scheduled show these days. Um, uh, the the two of my uh, compadres here like it better that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we just have this little little, you know. We have to have all our questions all ready, and, you know, just in case. Mm, that's true. <laughs> uh, just in case I have a total mind blank, and then I sit here, you know, it's like in silence for two uh, minutes. I have, yes, uh, <laughs> I have the exact oh, same problem. Was I, was I on the, was I on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah, who am I? What, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, why Sandy. Why am I wearing underwear on the outside of my clothes again? <laughs> hey, now, this this is not the E episode, but I could just say shit a couple of times and we'll drop an E on it. And then oh, you can talk the about key. your undergarments. Okay. <laughs> Shite. 
In Poland, not in Irish, yeah, you shite. shite. <laughs> oh man, yeah. We have to talk about you more drinking. <laughs> True. Last week yeah, there was a little juice on my side when we had Linda. I was just like, I think I downed a bottle of rosé. <laughs> it's the Pacific Northwest people. Don't judge. We drink rosé out here. Yes, yes, very, <laughs> very good. Or lemonade with uh, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't think Ooh. I made yours. David made yours. So yes, he made it very, very strong. He, he made a joyous <laughs> jug of spiked lemonade for June. Oh. It was so good, though, but it was like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've been drinking, so yeah, it was really, it was really kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Little relaxation. Yeah, I don't know how much I relaxed, though. I think I went, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got some con news coming out of Kansas City, right, Wendy? Oh, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true. Well, our guests this evening kind of kind of crapped out on me, but uh, that's all right. I'll still keep keep my word and do a little plug for them. Uh, the Kansas City Paracon is uh, August 9th and 10th. They are going to have, and all all of the uh, pictures and and things are in our event on on Facebook. Um, I'm going to let them load and then I can say, I know that there's a, golly, there's a whole bunch of different uh, speakers. I don't know who John Powers, Steve Snodgrass, or Dr. Brady DeSanti is, excuse me. Um, But, but, uh, you know, you've got Dan Williams of PRI and True Ghost Stories and Dust to Dawn Investigations and uh, Brent Van Tessel and a whole bunch of other people. Um, uh, Josh Hurd, Mike Nichols, who's on our show quite a bit. The, mm-hmm. um, he's a awesome. paranormal investigator, also a parapsychologist, mm. psychologist, and a radio personality. Well, radio personality back in the 70s. So, um, but he deals. He he's great on with us. So we'll he can still have that title. Mm. Um, Let's see, we've got the She Squatchers. What? I love that. <laughs> the, the, yep, have you seen that? Yep. The, she, the She Squatchers? That's she Squatchers. Say. Yeah. Say say, Jacob, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> it's just going to come, come out like slang language. She Squatch. She, she Squatch. She Squatch. She squatch. Yeah, I can't even do it. I'm just going to I'm just going to slur the whole way through. Just daddy had some Jamesons. We'll just blame that. <laughs> or the suit bed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's you know BFK, which is Bigfoot in Kansas. Oh, and uh, I just yeah, yeah, I didn't I hadn't heard of that. I'm I'm sorry, but how could Bigfoot be in Kansas when there's pro- practically no trees anywhere in Kansas? <laughs> no, I just, just don't that know. Maybe through. that's why nobody gets pictures or can find him out there. Well, remember, it's Bigfoot it does teleport through different dimensions. True. True, possibly. I'm putting um, sarcasm tags on that. I know we're going to have some <laughs> authors and previous guests that are being like, I'm going to send hate mail. And I'm like, okay, yes. it's Mystic Go Moon right Cafe ahead. at Gmail. <laughs> and I have a filter on spam with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, this is all going to go down at the Kansas City Masonic Temple. And there will also be a, uh, a ghost investigation there that evening. Ooh, um, nice. I- 
Maybe how come Masonic temples are always haunted? Hmm. The ghosts of Mason's past. I just yep. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in my little town here in Seattle, we've got a big old lodge that they use for all the weddings and stuff. So maybe we can just book it to do an investigation. It looks very haunted. In the one in Tacoma or? Uh, in Burien. Oh, in Burien. Ooh, yeah, we've got a big got one a big, here. Mm -hmm. You got a big one there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, girl. My mind just drifted. Oh, my goodness. The innuendo. Oh, See, we're getting the E rating. We'll put. Uh, let me slap the E on this. Yeah, you know, you know, it'll be all right. We are all adults, or you know, theoretical adults. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the background barking you hear is Wallace Edward Tiberius. He's just like, "Daddy, let me under the desk." So I'm gonna let him under the desk. Okay, just a sec. <laughs> Talk amongst oh. yourselves. <laughs> Dune, who is this ghost crier? I, you know, I have no idea. I was, I was trying to look on that today and say, what is he? Is he? Does he cry about ghosts, or well, what, what is I the story? Or I, is he like, um, you know, the old-fashioned crier? Hear ye, hear ye. Ooh, you know, very there's a ghost possibly. here. Just wait. <laughs> what? I was letting what? a pit bull in. What happened? What, What's a ghost, ghost crier? Who, who is the ghost crier? Uh, there's a ghost crier. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah at that Paracon, yeah. Oh, is this the Chad Lindbergh dude or someone else? Um, no, no, it's somebody else, but Chad Lindbergh will be at the uh, the the con. Oh, I know Ghost Crier. I've seen them before. They launched this really great YouTube channel mm -hmm. a while ago, and they got on some ghostly shows. And then okay. I hadn't heard anything from them since then. But let me go find their YouTube channel. They okay. actually made some pretty well-done videos, and then they like dropped off the face of the earth for a couple of years. Interesting. Yeah. So talk, keep talking. Let you know. Let me do my sleuthing. Let sure. me do my sleuthing. You go sure. right ahead. My day job is in search engines, so I know how to find <laughs> things. But you know, it really does. Uh, the Kansas City Paracon really sounds like a good deal. It really like does. A, yeah. You know, I, I mean, just kind of looking through everything, I was just like, wow. Um, let's see, Chad Lindbergh, who played, uh, Lisa, you'll know this one. He was Ash on Supernatural, if you remember the early days. Um, oh. He played in... He played in what? Sorry about that. I pushed the mute button on that. Oh, <laughs> I was like, hello, <laughs> He played, he played uh, Ash in Supernatural, <laughs> and he played in October Sky and uh, several other movies, and then he's got Ghost Stalkers now. Oh, uh, I know ghost stalkers, yeah. Ghost stalkers. Uh, Does so, he stalk ghosts? Apparently so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Ghost Crier, <laughs> Ghost Crier, I got the scoop from their YouTube channel. They were pretty busy two years ago, did something ten months ago, and now in the past two months they have a flurry of activity. Hmm, interesting. I guess they're kind of, maybe they got burnt out for a while and decided to kind of have a rest, and then now they're ready to go again. I guess. Maybe they like the, the hot weather better. Yeah, it could Ooh. be. Because I think, like, here in Kansas City right now, it's 98 degrees and 108 Ooh. with the uh, with the wind chill factor. Oh, man. Mm. And I won't tell you I was wearing a sweater today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was 65 degrees and rainy. Rainy and windy. Oh, and not, not the good windy like you, but the bad windy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you a good windy or a bad windy? <laughs> yes. I'm not a windy at all. <laughs> bad windy <laughs> but uh but yeah maybe we can see about getting the 
you know the ghost crier on our shows sometime. Yeah. Kind of find out a little more about them because they sound interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. They do really good videos. I I will say their videos are really high quality. That's well, we'll just reach out and invite them at some point. Yeah. Oh, there's another group that's out of Missouri or Kansas um, on YouTube. Uh, I actually watch their shows. It's a lot of fun. Um, I believe it's haunting. Or haunted history. Let me. I subscribe. Oh to them yeah, that's um, that's David Glidden's outfit. Yeah, um, haunting history. Uh, yeah, I re- huge fan David's of what they really do. David's a really nice guy, and they they operate out of um, it's either Knoll or Pineville, Missouri, which was my grandma's hometown. Oh uh, wow. It's way way down in the Ozarks, just mm-hmm. almost to the Arkansas border. Okay. Nice. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they they know how to put together an investigation video Ooh, and. Right, it's and David will be uh, will be at the Paracon as well. I didn't oh, see is. his. Yes, yeah. Um, and they've been doing uh, the ghost light phenomenon, um, oh. or spook light phenomenon. I forget which way he they phrased that, but that's those. I mean, you know, they're baseball sized orbs you can see with your bare eyes. Mm-hmm. That, uh, let's see, Hornet, Missouri. The uh, is it Brown Mountains, June in South Carolina, North. South and North Carolina, the mountains there. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. Um, right. Um, I can't remember where it is. But, yeah, the uh, the light they saw in the distance. And then people said, oh, you know, it's just like car lights that are reflecting off of this other thing. And, Except that um, it's not. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those things where Factor Faked even yeah. went in there and did a um, demonstration about it. And, um, no, it did not turn out to be any kind of car lights right and it's not heat lightning sorry jacob we've we've interrupted you and Uh, no i was going to say the i mean it does especially in swamps and graveyards and stuff you hear about the lights right above right it looks like the swamp gas yeah stuff like that but turns out it's really methane but mm-hmm. these aren't these aren't uh, in, swamps. in swamps. Yeah. So oh, it, I like mean, it could be anywhere where there's something decaying below ground. So of course, I'm coming in all skeptical, like, well, I must investigate and I must use my tools and I must. Well, well though, even Grandma has seen. It. She told me she saw them when she was younger and down there. That's mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, not only that, it's like with some, you know, I mean, I can see swamp gases, you know, happen every once in a while, but with that much er- that much regularity mm-hmm. right i mean i just kind of wonder you know what it could be oh no we totally go out and investigate but i'm just like mm. well, but isn't, and, isn't that um, outside though yes <laughs> i'm just yes, saying it is it, it's out I, in the I, middle i don't of, really do the, um, the middle of the woods. nowhere yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> mountains woods the ozarks hillbillies yeah we, we yeah we would just have to bring a big camper while I sit inside mm-hmm. and look through binoculars. Uh, <laughs> let's let's make that a we. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to take a trip we to the swamps. We will be command of, center. Yeah. Take take a trip to the swamps of New Orleans or the Everglades yeah. and yes. check it out and stuff like Although, that. Although you know, if they keep flooding, they may be up to Kansas City before you know it. Yeah. That's a good exactly. Point. That's a good oh point. My God. That's um, oh, I see Johnny Hauser. Yeah, yeah. I've watched his show on Viddy Space, which is Nick Groff's yeah. um, streaming channel. Here. Really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Really yep. nice. He he actually introduced me to. Uh, he was the guide at the Velisca yeah, House you when I went up there. Oh, investigate. That was that was Wendy's very first investigation. She yes. just went right up to Velisca Axe Murder House and threw herself in. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. By God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Side note, uh, if you like your axe murders today, I'm a big fan of lore. I listened to episode, I think it was 16 or 17. It was all about the ch- rash of ch- axe murders that happened in the United States from New Orleans up to Villisca. They all happened yep. around at the same time, and the killer all stopped around the same time. So if you really? get a chance, and it's they, episode they kind of 16, one of I think. The, uh, kind of followed one of the railroad tracks, yep. didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, wow. And That's really something. Yeah. And there well, you know, back then, there, was, there wasn't social media back then. It's like, you know, news traveled really slowly. And mm-hmm. yeah, just to think about that. If anybody is not familiar with the Velisca Axe murder, um, the Velisca Axe murders, just, um, you know, Google it. It's a fascinating case, and they never caught the murderer. There are lots of suspects. Yes, lots. Yeah. The whole town kind of. Uh, we're divided against each other for a long time too, about guessing though, who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole town swooped in and also basically did away with any forensics um, evidence they might have found too. Yeah. Then they they all just kind of like went through the house and um you know some women started cleaning the house you know because yeah. you know they knew that the the family wouldn't want it to be you know in disarray when all the media and everybody started coming over so it all the evidence that they had were, was just completely destroyed mm. absolutely yeah yep yeah they said the interesting thing was with the um axe murder guy in new orleans he did leave a note at a oh, victim's okay. house mm-hmm. and it was a biblical verse and after that, he vanished. Hmm. Interesting. So. <clears throat> really makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the Velisca axe murderers. It's like uh, just the weirdest thing about it is after he killed, you know, the whole family plus two, sadly, two visiting girls right. who were spending the night. Um, after he killed them all, he basically lined them all up, covered them all up, put a lantern at the foot of their bed that had been turned off and covered all the mirrors in the house up. Mm. And um, just really strange uh, when that happened. But, uh, but yeah. It almost uh, makes that preacher that they were looking at so hard a more yeah. likely suspect. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, the lore just, episode is called Covered Mirrors. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. And no, June and I did not practice that, but we no. were doing that today. Same, exact same thing at the exact same time. Like for Jacob, when he was saying, can you hear me? And we were going, yes. And, you know, and he's like, I'm going to have to hang up. And we go, okay, at the same time. And then it was like, he can't hear us. Why are we saying this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's well, so sad. I mean, since we're on the... Synchronized hosts. Yes. Since we're on the subject of investigations, let's talk about some of our favorite investigations in those locations. Okay. So All right. Like to start. Well, <laughs> I mean, you guys just did Velisca Axe House. Uh-huh. Axe Murder House. What else do you have from, say, the Midwest area? Oh. Well, why don't we stay on that vein for just a second okay. more with the Velisca Axe Murder House. Um, with the group that Wendy went with, uh, they were called Freaks at the time, and I can't remember what it stood for. Do you remember, Wendy? I believe it was Friends Researching something, something like that. Something, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the rest. I'm sorry. But um, 
it, it was really fascinating because they got a really interesting EVP. Um, I think the first time they investigated the house. Do you remember that, Wendy? The EVP they caught of the... Um, the screams, wasn't yes. it? Oh, um, it's it, horrible. Well, it was during a a severe thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if there was a tornado or not, but uh, they were they were they broke stuck. The windows. Yeah, yes, it broke it, windows. It, it was mm-hmm. hail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and all of a sudden they got this EVP, and it sounds like two little girls. It sounds like two different girls screaming. Yes. And then it, there's a man that says, hold still. And be quiet or yeah, yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, something like that. But it is chilling at two o'clock in the morning in the Velisca Axe murder house. And um, yeah, it's, it's really a chilling EVP. So and you think, oh, my gosh, must have stirred up some kind of activity with all the electrical storms and, you know, the wind and the hail and everything yep. else. It's just like a lot of energy to draw from. God. I'll never forget that EVP, though. That just gave me chills when oh, I heard definitely. it. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. But, but anyway, I just had to throw that in. Um, I don't – you know, I bet there's that old – um. That old episode, blog talk radio episode because I think Todd and I played it on the show, so we'll have to we'll have to go okay. in and and see if we can find that on blog talk radio. Or was, we can get a hold of, of Char and see if that's she's even better. Yeah, <laughs> probably it probably will, wouldn't take as long. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking for oh here we go blocked case thirteen. Oh, a lot of people have it. Uh, was it CJ who did the EVP or does that ring a bell? No. Okay. I'm not. I mean, it doesn't ring a bell, but yeah. Okay, there's a lot of Velisca Axe Murder EVP on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Does June Todd and Jay? Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. From yeah. Freaks. Mm-hmm. I found Todd, it. Jay. I found it. January 29, oh. 2012. Cool. So let mm-hmm. me drop this. That's in. an old episode. Old, old episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh man, how long ago was that? About seven years ago. January now? 2012. Yep. Seven and a half years ago. Oh my God, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, that that was that was an interesting place. And Wendy and I got to go there just for a little bit, but they let us kind of have the run of the house by ourselves for quite a while. So yep, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just amazing though to go into that house and see how small it is. Yes, an yeah. extremely small house and. And old and kind of, you know, that old house smell. Mm-hmm. And every place you walk, you're creak, creak, creak. <laughs> it's like, how did somebody hide in the house? You know, that whole time, he must have been standing still as a statue because they think that he had hidden in the attic. You right, know, yeah. while the family was out uh, to their church, their little church social oh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, it's a fascinating case. If you if you haven't heard about it, you should Google it and look it up. It is very fascinating. I have Definitely. dropped links in the chat. We've got the blog talk radio wow. with June and We're her old group. It. Was it Northwest Paranormal Research Group? Is that the name of yes, it? Yes, that was that was it. And you you've got freaks in here, friends researching entities and known spirits. Nice. Okay. And let's <laughs> see what other embarrassing things do I have for June in here. I got the Wikipedia. <laughs> I got the lore a, a podcast. So there, that's some that's some good media for our listeners to consume. Absolutely. And I I put a link in for the Johnny House 
Hauser versus um, it's on Prime Video, and sure. the I guess it's a two-parter, and it's about Felisca. Very nice. Johnny Hauser is the one that kind of helps run it. Yes. Um, and he does tours, and he gives a lot of uh, things like that. So it's it's really it's, he's really nice guy too. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, everything, but anyway, we can go on to the next place. Ooh. Yes. What would that be? There's so many places out there. I know. Well, we're in the Midwest. Yeah. Okay, we'll so. stay in the Midwest for a minute. Okay. Well, June, why don't you tell about um, when I took you out to the Belvoir Winery, you and Ross? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a very cool place, I have to say. Yes. Yes. So the Bel Belvoir Winery, Belvoir, Belvoir, Belvoir Winery, um, it used to be an old mental asylum back, no, no. old no. tuberculosis hospital. Oddfellows Home. Old Oddfellows Home, yes, thank yes. you. Oh, <laughs> just so you home know, just, just so you know, on the third season of Kindred Spirits, this was the opening haunt. Oh, was it? Yep. The Belvoir Winery, yes. <sighs> But um, so we went out there and first, first of all, the main house is absolutely beautiful. You know, they've kind of restored it. Um, it's that the, part's now an inn as well. Oh, is it? Ooh, yes. cool. Mm -hmm. We'll have to go out there because that's, that's just such a cool place. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, <clears throat> we get there. Honestly, we don't see any no trespassing signs. So I'm just going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. The other buildings that are around, you know, are in disrepair and they're they're condemned, you know, kind of they're falling falling in. Right, a few of them were condemned. Now there was there was at one time there was an orphanage, mm -hmm. a nursing home, a hospital right. and wasn't there a mental asylum in there too? I um, maybe not. When I watched <laughs> the episode of Kindred Spirits, they didn't spend any time in the newer part other than to meet their hosts. So this is Amy mm -hmm, Bruni okay. and Adam Barry, and they right, spent well. most of their time in the hospital, the uh, old folks' home. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. The children's. So this would be the <laughs> orphanage. This is where they would spend most of their time. Well, the main building is where. Back before, and I'm going to say it was 2010 or 2011, um, it might have even been earlier than that, I was out there for a uh, a dog cancer uh, research fundraiser. There's a big walk and everything out there, and went in there after it was all said and done, and this was like November 1st, um, to wash up and, and tinkle and, you know, get my things together, and, and I had the most... I my fight fight or flight thing kicked in hard uh just i think every hair on my arms and my neck were standing up couldn't even uh, there was something that was screaming at me not to look in the mirror and oh. yeah you know it wasn't just my reflection <laughs> i was afraid of and uh and she basically that? chased me on out of the building because i was not hanging around Wow. Dried my hands off on my shirt and just uh, got the heck out of Dodge. And that was before any of the shows had been out there or any of the groups had gone out there. So I've got to rate it as actually freaking haunted. Well, it sounds like it, especially if it hit you like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Now, I know the wiring was old and everything, but wouldn't it have gotten me as I went in and not just as I was getting, you know, 
washing up and, and getting ready to leave. I I don't know. Who knows, right? I well, don't generally know, you, have those kinds right. of Right. You got to listen to those feelings. You know, you start to feel mm-hmm. it. It's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I don't yeah. know what it is, and I don't know ghost hunting. So I am afraid of those ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. But, uh, yeah, that, that place is, is – pretty amazing um it some really of the outlying did. buildings and uh yeah it was re- it was really something because that was uh, we get over to this one building and see a window there mm-hmm. and ross is like you well, know we can, yeah totally go through this window and i was just like yeah there was a kind of a little bit of a drop off down there and i was thinking what's going to happen i'm going to get in this this building and i'm not going to be able to get out mm-hmm. so <clears throat> he basically spent I don't know how long talking me into it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to crawl through this window and you're never going to get me out again. I'm going to have to be in here and you're going to have to call the police and help me <laughs> you know, get out. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, this whole thing. So after I finally like crawl through this, it's a pretty big window, crawl through this window and get, you know, get down finally in there and we start to walk around when all of a sudden we look over and this family starts to go in and they go through the door. The door was just <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so anyway, yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we, um, but we went into this place and oh my gosh, just talk about eerie. I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. I was trying to see if I had any of the pictures that I could put in our chat um, here of the place, but it looks like I don't have any here. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty incredible. We were, uh, you know, walking through some of the hallways. There was a few other people that were kind of exploring it too, and and uh, but the, after a while it's like everybody was gone so we kind of had the place to ourselves mm. for a while and i don't even know if i took oh maybe i did take my recorder in yeah I know you took a bunch of pictures up like upstairs and that creepy old uh uh what was it the uh wheelchair and things oh yeah yeah that's right that was let's see if that yeah i was trying to see if i ha- i bet i do have it in here I think I do. Ooh, let me see if I can post some <laughs> of the pictures online after I make them bigger because I can't see worth anything. <laughs> <clears throat> no, here's the building. I can push that. That's what it looks like, the outside. Mm-hmm. It's going to slowly come up. If you're in the chat, you can look at that. That's kind of what oh, it yeah. looks like there. And uh, see what else I find in here. <clears throat> but uh, the place definitely has some something going on, that's for sure. I can say that. And then also, they also had a skeleton in there, you remember? Oh, here's some more Right. Pictures. I think it had been a, a haunted house at one point. Oh, let me see. Can oh, I post like several pictures? Fun. Let me see. You bet. You can post as many as you want, I think. Yeah, for a, a, like a charity, probably the night before. Well, mm. no, I'm sorry because I don't remember exactly when we were there. No, but... this was a real skeleton that they mm-hmm. had in that cave. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's that one picture that I had that uh, was uh, there. There was just happened to be a um, wheelchair, of course, in the hallway, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. But 
Yeah, so many other things. And old pianos there. There's a picture of Ross going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, that is creepy AF. <laughs> yeah, then some of the staircases were, you know, kind of um, had fallen in and mm-hmm. everything. Oh, and here's one. Here's a building that was, like, covered in vines. Oh, yeah, I have lots of pictures of it. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty incredible. And then they had the Oddfellow Odd Cemetery that was next door, too. And yes, out back there. Now, I was there. I went there for a Halloween fundraiser and uh, went drep, dressed as a gypsy fortune teller type person. Oh, that's right. I remember you said you were doing that. Ooh. Right. And they wouldn't uh, – <laughs> theirs didn't show up. They they had, you know, hired someone to, to read – the tarot cards and and uh, tell their fortunes and things and so I got tagged. Somebody people kept going by. And, Are you the fortune teller? Are you the tarot card reader? <laughs> I went, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I guess I am. <laughs> I now. said, well, I am a. <laughs> but um, sat down there at the table they had provided and uh, and read read the cards for countless people. Filled the tip jar up like three or four different times and Ooh. made the money back for the tickets and mm-hmm. you know the people are getting more and more drunk and i'm getting I'm pulling cards for some of the more loud and rowdy ones are like temperance came up and and things like that and then you know the nine of swords and the uh <laughs> and just like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the cards are hot tonight people <laughs> it was a lot of fun it was really pretty cool Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I was trying to think if we got any EVPs from this, and I don't think we did at this this. I time. don't think you did either, but I not not positive on it. But it was so much fun. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Oh, oh we lost Cindy. Oops. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ross on the ship. Yeah, that place was pretty pretty messed up. That is. These are great picks, and we can yeah. um, we can also talk about the um, Sally House. We're going to stay in the Midwest. Okay, let's. And Wendy, Sally. Wendy can talk about the the Sally House too because you spent a you've spent you've gone there several times, haven't you? I've been there a couple times anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where's just wait, where's Atchison, Kansas at from Kansas City? <clears throat> about 45 minutes to the north and slightly west. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad of a drive. No, no, no not, not at, at all. all. No. Well, 45 minutes to an hour, just kind of dependent. You've got to watch your, your speed through west and Missouri. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> west and Missouri is another really cool place, though, mm-hmm. with Pirtle's oh. Winery. Oh, my God. That's got the best mead you can ever <laughs> imagine. <laughs> it's just incredible. Oh, my God. I love that place. But. I digress. <laughs> no, well, no, but, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't see that place, and but I worked up there at that Iaten uh, power plant for through the snow and the rain and the sleet and oh, the hail and the ice gosh. and the uh, 15 degrees below Ooh. zero. <laughs> Man. That was my last that. job. I hung it up after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, well, the Sally House, yeah, you know, they're I didn't find it very creepy. Um, the basement smelled bad. Um, the the very upstairs was 
yeah, I know why people lost their breath. It was because you had this almost completely vertical staircase to go up it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and then it was Back hot up it. at the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I know a lot of people get a lot of things out of it, and that's awesome. Maybe there were just too many people there when I was there. Mm. Could have been. Yeah, I got lucky when I went with you, at least. Um, I got the upstairs to myself for a, for a while. Yes, I mean, you maybe did. You know, an hour or two, maybe. I don't even know. But it was pretty nice. And then I was like, all of a sudden I started hearing people come in. I was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, Denise tried to make it so that we could do our own little private investigation, but the uh, the actual owners had, or, or whoever oversees it had booked a, a group in there for the evening. So we yeah, really had to go. Yeah, I was really, really counting. I was like, oh, come on! Yeah, so what's, <laughs> but with, with the Sally House, what is the, what's the deal with the ghosts or ghosts? Well, there was a a doctor that lived there for, you know, back around the turn of the century, that between 18 and 1900. And um, there was a doctor that lived there, and or he lived next door, and there was a tunnel that connected the two houses. Okay, that's creepy. Uh, exactly, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he had a, a, a housekeeper, I think it was, and then all of a sudden there was a kid. Honestly, I, I'm sketchy on, the, on that today for some reason. I apologize. Dr. Charles Finney is the doctor. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. I'm on the page. I good, just dropped good. the page, so I've got okay, the facts awesome. in front of me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, why don't you read what they've got from that? Well, then, if you... we've got to, you know, we don't want to, like, s- steal everything, but the story is the house next door, Dr. Charles Finney. He had in his house, he had an operating table, an examination room. Just So just, you know, this all happened, like, 1867 to 1871. Okay. And the Finney family owned the house for more than a century, so they had been there for a long time. But a neighbor girl had abdominal pains. Uh, Dr. Finney said it was appendicitis. They Uh decided to do surgery. Uh, But she woke up during the surgery. Yes. And died in excruciating pain on the table. Uh, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. And so from that time on, there'd be like a little girl staring at people. But I don't get anything. And there's some weird stuff with the um, upstairs nursery, mm-hmm. fires breaking out mysteriously, toys rearranging themselves. Well, it, it got famous because a family had moved in. And um, all of a sudden, the the man, the husband, the started – Yes, started getting these mysterious scratches on him. And the family was freaking out, everything like this. And um, uh, I guess they were calling people for help because, you know, they said that uh, that her husband had been targeted. And anytime he was on any kind of show or whatever, he always had his face like covered up or or Hmm. blotted out for, for quite a while. Um, I think he was even like, I think it was even like, um, you know, kind of, uh, shaded out for the show in, was it in search of that came in? Uh, unexplained mysteries was the first okay. one. Okay. I was going to say, because, um, all of a sudden it's like, 
I think, well, the one that really got him, I think, made them famous was, I think, In Search of, when they brought in Peter James. Mm-hmm. Which okay. show was that? Uh, was say? that like a Most Haunted or something yeah, like just that? A sec. Peter it was either In Search of or um, um, it was one of the famous shows back then. And Peter yeah. James came in. I am looking and, um, up. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those things. And Peter James is the one that kind of came in and said, "Oh, you know, your you know your house is being haunted by this little girl spirit uh, who's actually." Did he say that she was actually evil? I can't remember. I the, the, or. I don't episode. think so, but I think it was that she definitely didn't like men. Yeah, she didn't like men. That was the biggest thing right there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it said no matter what was going on, the mother and I think there was a little boy or something like that. There was an infant. Yeah, I believe. never hurt. Right. Never hurt. It was only the dad. <clears throat> but what was so fascinating about it is when they were when he was on camera and they were interviewing him all of a sudden right in front of them a red mark started to form and then all of a sudden it kind of kind of raised and then it started bleeding <clears throat> and this was in front of the camera crew in front of everybody when they were looking at his arm all of a sudden they looked down there <clears throat> and one of the camera guys goes oh my gosh look at his arm and um you know, I mean, he didn't, you know, scratch himself in front of the camera, so they, they weren't sure how that happened. But uh, it happened like two or three times, and it started bleeding. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's a very fascinating case, anyway. Quite. Yeah. So it talks about the other entities that they <laughs> have found: a Civil War soldier, an adult prankster, a young boy named Frank, uh, who died. A year, he had a botched suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a botched. It was botched. So then what why, happened why was sorry, dead? sorry. Oh. The mother botched <laughs> her checked. suicide attempt, but she was trying to kill little Frank too. So Frank died, but oh. the mother survived. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I need to book a ticket. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is it's a very cool place, and, uh, yeah, and you can, you know, uh, rent it out for investigations for the night. So Absolutely, and, and, and they get real, real busy around Halloween. Hmm, for sure, yeah. Because they do a lot of – Atchison has taken on the, the name of, you know, being one of the most haunted towns in, right. in America. Yeah, so um, – There are quite a few places there that have there the reputation are. of being haunted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The McIntyre Mansion – uh, the gargoyle house, and I forget the actual name of it, <laughs> but um, we passed it. Um, it has gargoyles on the top of it, or they're not gargoyles, they're, but they're similar. Oh. Um, I forget the names of them, I do apologize. Um, I did the streetcar tour one time, and it was it was really interesting, interesting, although kind of got flung around because I sat in the back. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like the time I did the um, the trolley tour in um, Vancouver, Vancouver, mm-hmm. BC, and I was sitting on the top, the upper deck, Uh-oh. and all of a sudden, it's like they started going under all these trees, and I was just getting hit by tree branches, oh, crazy. No. I'm thinking, you know, if you're gonna do a, you know, if you're gonna do a, a, a you know, a trolley bus, <laughs> you think mm-hmm. you at least like check to see what the how low the branches are. Mm. <laughs> just, okay. 
Well, the really bad thing, though, about that was is there's this one woman who is horribly annoying, and she was complaining about everything, complaining about the price, complaining about the tour, and blah, 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 and just complaining. And all of a sudden, she just got hit in the mouth with the biggest evergreen. <laughs> so I start laughing hysterically to my friend, you know, I'm like, ah, look at her, she just got hit, and she deserved it. And it went, wow. And, and then it. I got it next. <laughs> God bless it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> forget that. Too funny. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's a fun thing. Atchison, Kansas, people. It's a really cool place to uh, go and visit. And I do believe that the road from 45 Highway over into Atchison is now open again. Uh, it was closed for quite some time due to flooding of the Missouri River right there. Okay. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I-29 open again? I don't know for sure, but I do believe so. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Things true. backed off a little bit for a little while. Mm. Man. Yeah. I know. Uh, so then. Yeah. So then. <laughs> uh, I guess I should go. Um, yep, it's your turn. I know. So I I spent like we'll, we'll talk about the Pacific Northwest in a minute here, but keeping to the Midwest, my favorite haunt and investigation I did was at the Congress Plaza Hotel. And if you don't know about the Congress, it was built for the 1893 World's Fair. It's called the World Ooh. Exhibition because the the tu- the the festival, you know was called the World Exhibition at the time, the mm-hmm. fair. And so the Congress was actually built in two stages. There was a North Tower and a South Tower. I think the North Tower was built first. They had this underground walkway called Peacock Alley that went into the auditorium building, which was is one of the world's most acoustically perfect um, stages, like if you're Ooh. doing a play or symphony music and stuff. And both places are really haunted. But the scarier stuff happens in the Congress. So just a little bit about its history is if you know Devil in the White City, H.H. Holmes, the serial uh-huh. killer, would meet the young ladies that would come to work at his pharmacy in the lobby before he took them to the murder house as murder mansion and diced them up and and poured acid on their bodies and then dumped Ugh. them in the sewer. Yeah, Man. So, like, that wasn't the stuff that, like, haunts the Congress, but it's between the 1890s up until through the 1930s, it was, like, a place out of an Agatha Christie novel. Socialites killing each other, affairs, mobsters. Uh, It was a popular suicide place when the stock market dumped. So there's a Mm. whole lot of stuff that can give you ghostly activity, okay? (laughs) sounds like it wow and i did an investigation there with my bestie celine and we actually i rented i got a room to stay it was valentine's night that we went and what's nice about chicago is you have really low occupancy in the winter (laughs) oh sure (laughs) and so it was it was a random tuesday night i booked a room with celine and we had the entire place to ourselves Oh, nice. So I think they said there were only like 20 guests staying in the room. There's 800 rooms. Wow. So the place was wide open. And uh, 
I'll just spoil some of the stuff. I like went to Suite 800 in the North Tower, which is where one of Capone's henchmen lived. Nothing. And then we went to room 441, which is the place where you get that specter that kicks your bed and you hear about all the crazy calls to security and stuff. And oh. Nothing. but we got other stuff (laughs) oh cool (laughs) and i put this is up on ghostly activities too so you can go check out uh if you do congress plaza hotel haunted it should show up but some of the standout stuff was we were behind the main lobby i was just there recently and they had closed they've now closed the section off it's right behind the the desk where you check in in the lobby you could take a stairwell up but now they've turned it into meeting space so that's unfortunate. But we're in this lobby, and Celine starts getting heebie-jeebies. Mm. And so we stop. And just right around her, like my EMF meter, was, you know, the ambient was about 0.3 milligauss. So we're getting nerdy here, ghost hunters. But right around her, it was 7 milligauss. And oh, also, wow. the temperature was 15 degrees cooler. Mm. But there was no vent or anything there it's just a room and we took the stairwell up and down it's those you know the grand staircases and stuff you take between the floors oh Oh, yeah and so of course we started doing an evp and we actually got uh engagement and we asked what's your name and on the evp it said james what are you looking for and it said mommy daddy and we're like, do you, do you know what year it is? And we got an, I don't know. Huh. And so I went back to the Chicago Tribune archives looking for information about this because it sounded like a little boy's voice. And in 1919, in that area, uh, everyone thinks all the mobsters were Irish or Italian. In this case, it was Russian mobsters did a hit on an Irish uh, mob guy. Right there. Oh my and gosh. A five year old wow. boy named James was shot in the head and killed. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that was really interesting. And then we got, and then a horrible static came over and we got some weird, it sounded like Tall Man. Um, and I did some more research. And at the same spot a few years later, I think it was 1921 or 23. Uh, there was a bellhop. He was known for being super tall. He was shot dead in the lobby because the socialite ladies were tipping him for additional services. Oh. And his wife found out. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So I love the Congress Plaza Hotel. We had other stuff going around, but your common ghostly things, like we were on the fourth floor where that crazy, where at South Tower fourth floor of the hallway where 441 goes and the door itself to the room under infrared light looked like it was rotting but under normal light it was fine and the other doors looked fine so i got pictures up oh wow uh, of the door under infrared light looking like it's right who knows it could be water damage hiding behind a weed you know but it looked rotted like stuff from haunting a hill house Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and we had shadow figures kind of dancing along the wall because we were the only ones in there and there weren't any lights. I just had the red, you know, like on your mail meter, you have the red fl- flashlight on it. I just mm-hmm. had that going and you could see things dancing around on the wall that shouldn't be dancing around on the wall. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. But that was about it. 
you know, we checked out some of the other things. One of the things you have to be aware of is the Wi-Fi that they put up in the corners. It's an old building, but it just pumps up the ambient EMF in the building. Ah, And it's not so well shielded because you can go to somewhat – we could walk up to right – uh, to what you, the control panels and stuff, like the really big ones for that tower, and it's pumping out like seventy-five milligauss. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> so I'm surprised just like, people walking around with headaches. I know, time. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and then we got some phantom smells of like cigar and cigars, and but you know, it, you you don't. It's an old hotel, so you don't know if it's just kind of baked in to the right, building right. or not. Anyway, yeah. so that's the Congress Plaza Hotel, mm, and I try to visit there. every time I go there. Ooh, we need a Midwest a little, trip. Yeah, and that's just a little teaser because tomorrow night on Paranormal Pioneers, we have D- Dale Kazmarikon, who runs Ghost Research Society and is one of the biggest paranormal investigators in Chicagoland. Very cool. I'm friends with him on Facebook, too. He's very yes. cool. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. One I've never our... heard of him. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> He's got one books. of the paranormal pioneers, definitely. Yeah, I, I used to watch him on a lot of the old, uh, all the old ghost shows mm-hmm. he's been on like oprah too so <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like for me when i first started ghost hunting i bought all the books by lloyd auerbach dale kasmerick mm-hmm. dale was mainly for ghost hunting gadgets for me though and lloyd right. was more for the technique and then troy taylor is the other guy and i read all of his books on ghost hunting too oh wow that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Troy Taylor's the one in like Alton, right? Yeah. Alton, mm-hmm. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He used to be up in Chicago for the longest time, but I think because his business is out of Alton, that he's down there more. Could be wrong. Let's see about booking him too. Yeah, mm-hmm. That'd be right. awesome. Mm-hmm. So let me put my article to Ghostly's Congress Plaza Hotel. Cool. So it's like Definitely. an eight-parter. Because I did, nice. like, each floor and every experience we had, I did a different post for it. Oh, wow. You're yeah. so good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Midwestern places. Well, well like a... the Elms. Oh, yeah. That's where I had my honeymoon. It's cursed. It's the coolest building, though. It's really cool. Yeah. Beautiful. And you go into the it, – it's known for its healing mineral uh, waters, uh, the the mineral spring waters that that come up right there, and uh, there's a a downstairs pool. It, they call it a pool area, and it's been scooped out. But golly, it's more like a cave down there. Uh-huh. And you know, you walk down there, and you can just just about hear the old ragtime music playing, and see the the old time bathing suits and the you know, on the the people who are there. It it's a really cool place. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, well. I definitely have to say that, but you um, know. Okay, what do you think's better for the readers? Because I've got my blog post, but I just launched a podcast, and the podcast is already ranking very well on Congress. So maybe I'll put both. So if you mm-hmm. want to read, yeah, you there can you go. Read, you can just listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. There, Thank you. There's not anybody in the other chat, is there, that we are neglecting or? Uh, no, I check. I've got it open right now. Okay. Okay. I, I put join the <laughs> chat over here with a link to our website. Yeah. I was just sad to see that both Cindy and Lisa were gone. <laughs> They'll come back. <laughs> they always do. It's just <laughs> us right now. Yeah. That's okay. We'll, we'll That's just, okay. we'll we're just discuss so our yeah. stuff. 
Exactly, discussing yeah. these things. So, I mm-hmm. mean, since we're on the subject of our ghost huntings, we've got two in- investigations. We've got two things we could talk about, which is psychics and gadgets. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to start with? Because I've got Boo Buddy and Rempod right next to me here. Let me. Just... Well, sure. Why don't we Why don't we talk about some of the cool gadgets for the right. for and we uh, don't... people? We don't have any psychics right here with us, so yeah, might so as well. Mm-hmm. That's the REM pod you hear right now going off. And why don't you explain what a REM pod is, Jacob? Okay, so it's this <laughs> um, cylindrical device that um, emits an EM field around it, and you can, and that's if something breaks the plane, it'll alert you that something could be manifesting, or at least. There is something interfering with the electromagnetic energy it's giving off. Now, you can change the sensitivity of it to make the field wider, but the most you're going to get is probably four or five inches. It's got a little pull-up antenna that emits the field. And if you... So let me change the settings on it. I'm getting old. I have to pull it away so I can actually see it here. Range. Here we go. <laughs> So I it's understand got that. five range, and so right now you're hearing it. This is the most sensitive one going off, and I'm approximately six inches from the uh, from the um, antenna. But antenna. the thing is, it's projected more to the back of the device where the antenna is than to the front. So if I want to break the plane from the front, it's like three to four inches, mm, and okay. the back, it's like six or seven inches it'll go off. But it also has a temperature that detects uh, rapid changes in temperature, which you can adjust some of the sensitivity on that. That is annoying AF because it usually goes off at tenths of a degree. So you can imagine how that can drive you insane when you get the little chirps. I I just have to say, you know, what's fascinating is we had an investigation, um, oh, about maybe six to seven months ago at this, this house and I had the my mel meter with the REM feature yep. on mm-hmm. it too. I had it set up, and the thing kept going off over and over. And I was like, "What in the hell is wrong with this? It must be broken." So of course, you know, the next investigation, it hardly went off at all. And I was like, "What in the hell, you know, made that go off so much?" And that was that walkthrough that we, you know, we had been on where got those really interesting EVPs and I was like I wonder if something was around that yeah (laughs) now it's like making me think it's like Mm -hmm. oh but of course I thought it was broken it's like then I turned it off how annoying (laughs) oh okay so Carly Carly has uh joined and she is on she's in the speaker chat um okay it's we were getting some cutting out on our signal through speaker is what she was saying. Oh no. Uh, that but might she be says hers, it's though. yeah, she said it's it's working fine. She's asking about calling in. What is uh are you having a call in guest? Sure, Hi, if she wants to call in, yeah, that's sure. fine. Yeah, um, in. Just call call me on Skype. Call Wendy on Skype. <laughs> I'll just say okay. Call Wendy on Skype. She's probably hearing me talk about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like, no. <laughs> oh, she's not calling in. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, hi, Carly, anyways. <laughs> With sugar so, on it. Yeah, the, um, the Boo Buddy... <laughs> 
Is her if you if you haven't been hearing those little voices in the background in Jacob's End? I don't know if you can hear the little voices. Yeah, I don't know if you're hearing it. Let me shake Boo Buddy so he talks. I love Boo Buddy. He's one of my favorite gadgets. Come on, Boo, sh talk. I have like these industrial strength headphones on, so it kind of um, it kind of muffles the sound. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can't really hear when he talks. Um, Boo, you're not gonna talk now. <laughs> Buddy. Of did you get that? I like yeah. hugs. Yeah. Okay. I like hugs. So the Boo <laughs> Buddy is one of my favorite gadgets by far. It's very cool, especially when you had it at the Walker Ames house upstairs. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that one too. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about our. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll talk. About but it. um, so <laughs> there's not many ghost hunting gadgets. I would rec do. Do I get to recommend gadgets since we're on the subject? Why not? Hey, yo, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so my three favorites right now uh, four five <laughs> do, do i count my cameras oh uh, yeah okay uh so my boo buddy is right up there as one of the top ones so i use the boo buddy interactive though but i can give you a hack if you're just using the boo buddy junior but the interactive one is the one that asks like 40 some questions and a response to stimuli so if you see the pause like one paw glow red which it's doing right now it means that there's an increase in EMF, but it's usually below three milligauss. And if both huh. of them go off, then you've got something more going on. Um, if so, that's like that's it, it always glows green in the chest, and that's just to let you know that the power's on. Now, it can sense vibration. So, if it senses some movement around it, like I shake it, it'll go, Oh, I like hugs, or Are you tickling me? something like that then you know something is actually interacting with the Boo Buddy. Yeah. It only responds when it picks up stimulus like that, or stimuli like that. And otherwise, like you put a um, digital audio recorder by it to record any responses coming in, it does pick up sound because it will say, did you say something? And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's like one of my favorite ghost hunting gadgets i just find even if we don't think there's a child spirit it gets some kind of responses um to me it's almost like a white noise box you know a lot of times the theory with white noise it helps spirits manifest somehow one way or another i think the boo just helps as well but if you have the boo buddy junior so the, the boo buddy is kind of expensive it's it's up around 200 bucks if you get the boo buddy junior it just detects emf it's smaller but what you right. can do is um, GoStop, who makes them, has an app with all 40 questions. Now, mind you, it won't respond to stimuli, but right. you can put it on your phone and then activate the voice note on your phone to record the questions it's asking and any responses. And you can just set it down with the Boo Buddy Junior. And that's, that's a good hack for it <clears> as well. If you cool. don't have the cash for um, a Boo Buddy Interactive, I think it might be a bit more. But my REM pod, I like that one. But with the REM pod, what I do is I set it on its most sensitive setting. I rarely use the temperature just because it's annoying. Mm -hmm. And then I point a camera on it, like you just leave a camcorder on it. Or if it's maybe not the biggest place and you could hear it, it's pretty loud alert. You know, I go moseying if, until I hear something else. But a lot of times I'll put out trigger objects like at American Cancer Center. I had Jack's 
around it. Mm-hmm. So if something broke the plane with it to play jacks, because we know there's child spirits there, it'll alert me and I could come back. So I love my REM pod. Um, oh, I think my absolute favorite gadget is the Eddie Plus. And I just reviewed this on Ghostly Activities. And that is the little box. It's about the size of a Melmeter, like the 8704R. And it does temperature, changes in temperature, changes in EMF, changes in barometric pressure, humidity. It has a geophone on it. Uh, It's not as sensitive as a geophone tracker, you know, like the kind with the little device that you actually plop down on the ground. But um, it's not as sensitive as that, uh, but it has a really strong alert that will go off if the Uh EMF gets too loud, I mean too high. But the thing that's best about it is you can put an SD card in it. It has graphing software. It'll record your entire session. Oh, that's awesome. And so, and then what's nice is Syntex Paranormal, who makes it, they've got a place where you can upload the CSVs and do look, do the graphing visualizations through it. Oh, so wow. So you don't have to download it to your computer. It's a CSV, so it's a really lightweight file. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it um, and these are really, I would say, quibbles, is a lot of times when the EMF alert goes off, it makes a sound and it can kind of vibrate and they'll set off the vibration too. Oh. So I'm not a fan of that. And then the temperature change is really sensitive too because it's in a tenth of a degree. And um, so that can get annoying, but you can't beat how you can, like I've got a four gig SD card in it and it's definitely not filling up. Um, but it doesn't have a traditional timestamp. So if you start at 10, you have to say, you, st- you have to know you started at 10 because it's right. just going to be in hours, minutes, and seconds. But Keep good notes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great gadget. So you can run that and then cross-reference things. And then, of course, I love my Mel 8704R, which you have, June, uh-huh. which has that electromagnetic um, antenna around it. Um, I love that thing. And then, of course, I've got my industrial strength camera that I use to record everything and make the videos you've seen on Ghostly. Right. So Very that, cool. That's my bit. So when I do my ghostly gadgets, like I always bring those with me for mm-hmm. sure. But I have, I have like K2s and your standard infrared digital camera and stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I you know, I'm, <clears throat> I, I like to, you know, sometimes I say I like to keep things simple, but you know, I, I, I have, I have learned to walk in haunted locations with about maybe six tools through each of my fingers yeah. that I carry around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I look, I have claw fingers cause I have like, you know, my EMF detector, you know, in the middle of two fingers, my recorder, my audio recorder, my zoom mm-hmm. audio recorder, you know, and another one, and then it may have another audio recorder, in another hand and mm-hmm. <laughs> my little full spectrum camera and another hand. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of gadgets. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, sometimes you get distracted with it. And I find I'm being a lazy ghost hunter because on my camera, I have really powerful microphones for them. So I don't necessarily bring my Zoom or other digital audio recorders simply because I've got such super powers. Yeah. Why not? You know? But I should should bring them and place them around because I'm not going to be everywhere. But that's true. It's just one more thing I didn't want to lug, you know. 
Yeah, I understand that really well. It's just like, oh my god. And you know, it it does kind of it gets a little discouraging sometimes. It's like when you're setting up the DVR system, mm-hmm. and you only and if you only have like four to five hours to investigate, you know, I mean, we've got we've got the DVR system down. You know, when we really hustle and everybody's steps in mm-hmm. but it's still especially with the wires if we had a wireless one it wouldn't yeah. probably go as you know probably wouldn't be as hard or not really hard but as time consuming mm-hmm. um to set up you know things but um when it's all you know wires and you're setting everything up and it's like after you know it's almost an hour 45 minutes to an hour that you've wasted but maybe you haven't wasted it but you know you may catch some amazing evidence but mm-hmm. uh Sometimes it gets really discouraging. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah. So the so this is with the investigation and and June, you could tell me the you know S T F U. But <laughs> no. I always like to get a map after the walkthrough or or like be exposed to pictures because I have to know what equipment to bring, what will work. All oh, right, right. How, yeah, know, we. we should- and, that, yeah. yeah, an idea of how I'm going to set things up um, ahead of time, and then that can cut down, you know, on your setup time. Because you're right, when we did American Cancer Center, which is a lovely investigation, I have to say, and, and the people, the clients were absolutely lovely. But it mm-hmm. took forever to set up and take that equipment out. Yeah, yeah, it really did. I mean, actually, it, we w- it went really fast. Yeah. Even though it took forever. <laughs> yeah, but we used <laughs> but walkie-talkies to coordinate, yeah. and I think that really helped, too. Yes, definitely, definitely. Now, um, can I ask, when you, if you have, a like, a map of the layout, uh, do you ever mark it down for uh, as to when different possible uh, paranormal experiences happen? Right. Like a the, lot of times we'll just like make an X or something and say, well, this right, is where yeah, they saw yeah. the mm-hmm. entity or they'll, you know, let us know this, this is the room where we get most of the activity. And so, you know, that's kind of, yeah. you do charge it somehow. Yeah. So Sandy does that. Our investigator, Sandy, she'll draw pictures. When I was in Los Angeles and Chicago, I always had graph paper. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, each foot was, I mean, each square was a foot. And I would map okay. out the locations and stuff, but I haven't done that with a ghost. Okay. Yeah. And I do have a lot of graph paper, <clears throat> but I, I really suck at doing maps. Mm-hmm. That maybe I can honestly say. Maybe that's something we should bring back and do more often. Yeah, I think so. Ross does. Yeah. When we go on walkthroughs and things like that, he does, he's a great map um he makes really good specific maps of the locations and everything like this and and usually i do you know make copies and hand it out to people but uh for the american cancer society since it would been been so long since we'd been there yeah i could not find the map mm-hmm. so i wish i could help you but i'm i'm pretty good at at drawing prints but um <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, I would always use the maps in conjunction with the baseline readings more than the actual investigation because I want to know where the electrical interference is going to come from. Right. So I could try to minimize its impact. Um, but I know when we did Preston Castle, we had maps, and I thought those were really, really handy. Because uh-huh. it was such a big... Yes, yes. an area that it was, you know, some places you just couldn't get to, so you don't have to worry about them. But 
like you had the was it the delousing bath which was next to the uh -huh. place where i forgot the lady's name may have been murdered outside um yes corbin, um, anna anna corbin. corbin yeah right yeah and then you know stuff on the first floor and the second floor like with the kids rooms and stuff like that um i like to use maps in those big places simply so it's easier to coordinate uh, movement and placement like right. with american cancer society even though we didn't have maps where we placed people to start and end, I thought was very helpful with right. the investigation. We tried, you know, we, we had a little too many people go on that investigation. And, you know, that's completely my fault because I couldn't say no. Um, you know, I, I just wanted as many people as possible to experience it because that building's going to be torn down. And, um, oh, no. yeah, it's just one of those things where I really wanted, you know, people to be able to investigate it but you know we probably shouldn't have had more than six investigators yeah um, in that place so yeah. that's yeah that was totally i take responsibility for that because you know it just was uh you know i just didn't want to say no so. yeah i totally understand that's that. okay Jean. it's okay I know, but these things happen. It's really hard for me. I don't want to turn into my, you know, my old friend Todd, who invited thirty to forty people on an investigation, right. <laughs> and they all showed up. Uh, and, and everybody showed up with their teams. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, yeah. He would tell one person, say, "Well, you know, sure, you can come along the investigation," and then that person, which I thought was really crappy, but we won't get into that. But that person <laughs> would invite like ten people from his team. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, really, you know, that was just a little just broken every protocol and, and yeah. polite. Uh, and then what can you do? Yeah. And then of course I had to be in charge to keep everybody quiet. Uh -huh. <laughs> but you know, I'm still a little bitter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say when I was in LA and Chicago, I did cap the team at like five people. It's just easier to. Well, you know, I mean, when you have a bigger place, like the American Cancer Society building was, um, I mean, you know, a, a pretty decent sized building. But one thing, too, the sound travels pretty, it, pretty yeah. well in that. And, um, yeah, you know, five to six and with maybe one person watching the cameras. Um, yeah. 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 You had to have some. I usually call that vigil when you're in the yeah. at the um, base camp. Like that person goes on vigil, but normally I would have probably shortened the time, locked people into places, and then say you're stuck here for 30 minutes, and then mm -hmm. do the 10 minute move to your next location. Now you're stuck, right? You know, right, kind of thing. Don't That's, move. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a bit more of a fascist dictator like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's just to get the best uh, evidence as possible. You know, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. without getting contamination. It's like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, trying to work that out. So let's talk about pet peeves with ghost hunting. Um, so I'm just gonna say, you know, I do my reports right away. Right, right. I hate it when people like go longer than two weeks without yeah. getting their reports. That's just I want to choke and slap people. Well, we usually give people three weeks oh, to okay. like to, to do the, the papers and because mm. you know it's like it's all volunteer. True. And um but the thing about it is usually what I do is um 
when people are taking notes and doing things like that at the investigation, this is why I usually take it from them unless they have to totally retype it over. And then I, I try to get, see if they can get it back to me in, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, cause if you don't give them a time thing, it's going to go on forever. It's like the, the, you know, the Preston Castle thing, you know, actually I kind of, you know, forgot that I was going to do a little something for them and send it to them. And we didn't put a timetable on it. And now a year has passed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, you know, seriously, yeah. you know, you think, well, you know, I mean, even though it wasn't for a client, it was for fun, mm-hmm. but I still wanted to do something like that for them. But it's like putting a timetable on those things is really important. And if I don't do it, then it's like, oh, crap. You know, we, we let, you know, it's almost a month, you know, and then the clients were like, hey, um, I'm just kind of wondering if you were going to get back to me. Yeah. You know, it's very <laughs> unprofessional. Uh-huh. Yeah. Know? So I, I will say this is one of the reasons why I moved to video. So if you guys, I mean, I haven't been on the show that long, but I like video everything. And it's just easier when you're doing the evidence review and you've got your engagement or trigger objects and stuff like that in video. It's just easier to tag it and do the editing because I know when I do just straight audio, I have to listen to it for like four times. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. and that means it's you're at 16 hours at least of of tape to go through. And then, you know, you mark your little blips and then you have to go back and decide is this high quality enough that I want to publish it uh-huh. and that takes forever to do that hence I've got high powered microphone <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really video. nice that's really nice yeah I, I yeah I, I hear you on the on a lot of that but yeah I, I, I really want to start doing a lot more video too and and uh you know I just think it it really does and and you know the, like what you do it's like when you make these these really nice videos and and the client can see it it's really nice for them and i really like that so yeah i want but i will say start. my reports are no joke no no they're awesome <laughs> yeah my, my <laughs> like i awesome. put american cancer society in there you can see you can see the notes minute by minute well, just about, when, well pretty much yeah but, <laughs> you know every room you i mean basically every room you, you went into and and you know anything that you heard or did it was just yeah. it's really nice but i, I did lean and on the other folks to give me the evps because i didn't pick yeah. up anything with my uh with my high-powered microphones but they did um yeah, and it just makes life easier to share things through a web page too Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. That's really nice. That you know, you you've really motivated me because you know, there's a lot of times that you work, you know, when you're working, you know, full time and things like that too, and you come home, you're like, Ugh, I don't want to go through anything. I don't want to listen to all this audio. I don't want to do anything. And then the more you put it off, the worse it gets. So it's like you've got to do it as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, I, you know. I'm always, I like. I would rather skip the day job to do the evidence analysis. I love to do evidence analysis, by the way. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So if someone's got stuff and they're not going to get to it, they can send it to me. I mean, I've got. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I think I will do like, that. Yeah, so give here. me the SD cards. Give me the SD cards or, you know, drop them onto a drive somewhere that I can download. Um, and I'll punch it through because I've got, I mean, I've got Audacity and GarageBand and all that stuff to. Yes, that's really, yeah, I think it's really important. You know, it's like um, one of the, the people that we have been doing these investigations in Centralia, and she said the other group that came 
Um, you know, never got back to them with anything. Um, what? Not even a, not even a, you know, it's like we didn't get anything. Sorry, you know, not even that. Mm. Um, you know, and um, you know that was you know over you know a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. But um, you know, I mean, I just think it's so important, even if they you didn't get anything. You know, that's why like even if we didn't get anything i usually contact them and say you know i'm really sorry we didn't pick up anything but that's not saying that your house you know isn't haunted it's just saying that that night we were there we didn't get anything and you know would you you know maybe we can schedule another time to come back and try it again mm-hmm. or you know something like that so you know yeah. because a lot of times you say you know well we didn't get anything and they're like i swear i'm telling you the truth it's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but just that night, you know, they probably saw us in there, and it's like, what the hell? They were shy. You know, who are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, I can't wait. I mean, because if they've been dead and hanging around for 80 years, what's like three hours to them? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's let's, nothing. Let's go get a burger someplace. Let's I know, right? <laughs> That's why it's good to, I like to have a little fun with my ghost hunts, because you know what? The dead were people. They don't want the sour pusses. They would rather hang out with someone that's fun. Exactly. I agree. So, you know, I totally agree with that. You know, you can't, and you get in there, it's just like, you know, what's your name? <laughs> Who are you? You know, I like to ask, you know, different kinds of questions and, you know, make things a little more interesting, not just like, yeah, you know, same old stuff. I don't know. But yeah, equipment is, uh, you know, I, I love, you know, going through, see what Jacob, you know, gets next and his equipment. <laughs> well, <laughs> there hasn't like... been much that's come out. So I know there's one device. Well, there's might be two devices I get next. Um, though I dogged it in a review, there's a new Flux device that has better range and accuracy than the first edition. So a I will... A Flux capacitor? Uh, let me... Let me, I'll put the review for the first flux in the chat. Um, flux. Uh, flux. Do you know what the flux capacitor is? Yes, I do. <laughs> Jacob, do you know what a flux capacitor is? Isn't that what the Ghostbusters use? That's a proton pack. But no, wasn't that from like um, Back to the Future? Back or to the Future, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> that was the flux capacitor. Yeah. <laughs> I always think, whenever every time I hear about the flux, I always think about the oh, flux capacitor. That's right. I, I, made, little, little in my head. I made a video of flux device so i'll put the video link in the chat but there's a new one of these that's out that looks promising so let me turn off because i can hear myself talking through the video here we go um yeah so i'm gonna get that one and then there's another one that's a specialized shadow detector so if you know those emf arrays where you put out like the six little gadgets with the antennas and they'll go off if they detect. Um, there's a shadow detector that's kind of a board and the lights will come on and off um, depending on the intensity of the shadow that passes over them. So, I mean, it sounds like complete pseudoscience, but I'll give it a whirl. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting, though. Yeah, I think that one's made by... A, the Flex is... Um, Flex 2 is made by Ghost Up. And the shadow detector, I think, is ghost hunting equipment. It might, might be that para series. You know who those guys are? Like they do the periscope oh, and. Oh think, yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, um, no, but I think it's I on think. the ghost hunting equipment 
is the name of the website that has it. But I'll be giving that one and you know, do a review. That's pretty interesting. It's like the shadow. You yeah. know, that's one thing. Um, you know about the um, the trap cams. Yep. Um, it's it's really irritating because a lot of the trap cams have like a a five to fifteen second delay on it mm -hmm. to where you can start, and it's the minimum seconds yeah. where you can get it down, get it down, and it's it still has like that five second delay or something, yeah. which is like one of the lowest on a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of them, you know, do have an immediate one, so you got to really pay attention to that because in five seconds, something can walk right across the field really fast, and you know, yeah, you not know, get them. But uh, that that's one of the things that I really wanted to test, and I also wanted to test to see if trap cams pick up shadows, mm -hmm. you know, and and things like that. Will a trap cam pick up a shadow, you know, person walking by, or will it, you know, can it pick up your shadow? Will it, you know, if it senses that motion or sees that motion of a shadow? I'd like to really experiment with that with one of our uh, spooked in Seattle, you know, ghost hunts. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there one? Come? There's one at the end of July, right? I think so. Is there? I think oh. so. Well, I think it's the public ghost hunt, but. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to do it there. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, when, 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 the, um, yeah, with, the, with just our group. Just mm -hmm. to do some experiments and things like that. Because that's one of the experiments I want to do. The other experiment I want to do is to see how long um, you have the thermal imaging um, yep. camera set up. And to see how long, um, like, something will last. Like, you put your hand oh, that's on, <laughs> that was You put your hand on the bricks or something like that. How long is your imprint going to stay there? Um you know, and things like that. So, you know, you can find out if somebody was just in the room 30 minutes ago and all of a sudden, though, you get a ghostly handprint on yeah. the wall. Was I'm it that person? It wouldn't last that long. But... Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it depends <laughs> on the sensitivity of the device. I was reading yeah. about this in a book um, by Benjamin Radford and Wally Baby, I love you, but the lips. The lips. <laughs> Wally, the lips. Um, <laughs> And Wally's, Wally's the hypervigilant dog. And uh, there's a decay rate for it based on the ambient temperature. So you could, you could figure it out pretty well. But that's one of the big false positives that they get on, that he found with ghost hunting and the use of thermal cameras is they don't know how to use the decay rates mm -hmm. um, of, of heat. So right. you, like, you don't really get it from the cold spot perspective. You get it from the hot spot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, because I I have a FLIR that's pretty sensitive, and I've had handprints last, like the heat signature outline and stuff lasts for a good ten minutes at room mm -hmm. temperature. Before and and also too, it just depends too. Like uh, I mean, some of the places that you sit, um, you know, if your if your butt's nice and warm, it's gonna stay for quite a while. Mm -hmm. You radiate it, it, much heat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you wouldn't believe how long some some of those stay because you're like, you know, sometimes you're or you'll see a handprint, you know, someplace on on something, and it's like, how long ago was somebody in here? And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's and like, how long did they lean against the wall or whatever? Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, as the other thing I, I want to do, I made this as like one of my commitments early, earlier in the year and I haven't done anything and that would be I wanted to go back to using normal light because everything is infrared or full spectrum but the most convincing evidence has come from normal light 
And then I also wanted to test Starlight cams. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I, I was looking at pricing for those Starlight cameras, and um, yeah, I think that's going to be one of my next. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get Flux 2 on a Starlight cam, but the Starlight cam reminds me of the DVR system that we use. Right. Uh, so that means you have to be extra vigilant and, you know, watch it. And I, I don't really know. Can if you set it video. up as a, as one of the uh, the cameras for the DVR system? I bet you can. I bet you can. That's what but I was we'd thinking. Have to, we have to check the connections on it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'll go ahead and get one, but um, I'll probably do. No, I'll, go, I'll bump up the Starlight cam because I know Ross has been wanting to test them and stuff like that. Um, and they only do natural light, so. Yeah, it's re it's really fascinating, Wendy. It's it's a the camera that um, instead of night vision, it's kind of what what would you say? It's it's it, it just kind of it, it's got a really wide open aperture and lets like in ISO. A, yeah really lets in a lot of light, so you can see in the dark like it's normal. Like right, right, like a fully dilated eye. Yeah. Right, basically, yeah. yeah. yeah essentially. <laughs> so let me... Yeah, it's really fascinating. So it's like, you know, because a lot of people think that, you know, using night vision and things like that could be, um, you know, maybe canceling out some of the activity that you do see, mm -hmm. um, you know, and a lot of that. But uh, so... It'd be even more cool if you have the starlight in the 360 view. So then yeah. you know, there's no excuses that you, you know, if somebody says, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And yeah, then I'm going to let like, Wally out. Oh. Just a sec. Okay, so Wally. But, you know, people say, like, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. But if you're doing 360, they will see what you saw out of the corner of your, your eye. Ooh, uh-huh. But, or they'll say, nope, there was nothing there. But, yeah. you know, it might just be something in your eye, the corner of your eye. Oh, so. I'm... I've run into a an extreme security cam which like those prices are a little out of reach yeah i understand that but it's like yeah. <laughs> 1080p five times through. oh it's the same setup as the dvr system we have um well i'll have to check out the connections on it and stuff but i guess we could test one out it comes with its own oh it wants you to screw it in or use brackets but you don't have to though you can always just like we do on the duct DVR tape. system, just duct tape it on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on on our tripod. Yeah, we could probably surface. put. Yeah, we could do a yeah a tripod and and tape it on and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's what we do. Or or if you're you're like me when uh, when Ross and I were investigating the Myrtles plantation and we realized we didn't have any tape and just got my maxi pads out and just kind of taped <laughs> it around. That's innovative. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, Ross and I were laughing so hard because it was just like, ah, you know, it worked. <laughs> it, was, it was strong. Actually, it held. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> so we haven't talked about using psychics or mediums. Well, well but you know, we don't have any psychics or mediums, so that's kind of... well. I guess maybe on investigations, you know, uh, one of the one of the things I, you know, I, I I'm in this other um, page on uh, oh gosh on Facebook. There's this one page and it's dedicated to basically people in British Columbia, but for some reason I'm on there now, mm -hmm. and um, you know, well, you've been we, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. 
now I'm now I'm you know an honorary Canadian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you know I got in there, but one of this this woman was talking on there, and she goes, you know, I just we were talking about the um, paradrama and all the different groups that can't get along and they can't go, um, they don't want to share any of their evidence, they want to keep everything secretive and all this other stuff. And uh, anyway, she was talking about how she feels really abused most of the time because she calls herself a psychic and she says that they you know anytime she says she feels something or blah 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 blah, you know she sees the other investigators looking at each other and giving each other these side glances and rolling their eyes and all this stuff and she feels really you know disrespected I guess and uh, you know I was trying to explain to her that you know there's a lot of people that are fakes out there you know there's a lot of people that um claim to be psychic it's like the the one guy on one of our investigations when I was saying oh you know which I'm not supposed to be saying out loud but I said oh my right arm is getting feeling really cold and all of a sudden the I'm using air quotes the psychic (laughs) guy goes oh oh yes I I wanted to tell you that something is manifesting on your right hand side you know it's like if I would have written that down saying you know, I felt really cold, and if he would have written it down saying, you know, I was looking over at June, and all of a sudden something, it looked like something was manifesting on her right-hand side, that would give it so much more credibility. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but, so, uh, yeah. go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, it was just really, you know, something I was trying to explain to her, that there are a lot of charlatans out there, mm-hmm. and um, the only way you're going to be able to present yourself as a psychic is to prove yourself. And um, I have met, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people who claim to be psychic. And I've only met one person, maybe one and a half people, that have really (laughs) knocked my socks off. Yeah. Yeah, I've met two. Um, (laughs) But I think, um, like, I should. So with psychics, like. I guess, should we bring in personal experiences as part of our ghost hunts data collection? Because, um, like, when it's just me, I never put it in my reports. But if someone else on the team, and I don't know why it always happens with Bob from A Ghost. Yeah. uh, Where we were at Port Gamble, the Walker Ames house, and we both had a similar experience with seeing something. That's not really, I guess, a personal experience if you both saw what you thought was a, the, a manifestation in the same spot. But but then when we were in Centralia at Beat Opus, we both had the arm-hand-touching thing. So did Josh. Interesting. Yep, that's true. So, But we didn't talk about it ahead of time. It was all um, when we reconvened and we were just talking about what happened. We all had a similar experience. But I wouldn't. I guess that wouldn't be considered a psychic type. Well, encounter. I mean, I don't know. in a sense, and you know, that's one of the really important things. Um, when you know those things do happen, and we write it down instead of you know telling each other about it, it it kind of makes it go, oh, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it validates it. You know, just to make it more credible, that it's like, oh, by the way. 
you know, this, when I walked into this room, I got this horrible, horrible headache, or I felt really sick to my stomach. And then all of a sudden you find out that two other people who walked into the same room at the same time had a horrible headache and got really sick to their stomach, mm-hmm. which is very bizarre, you know, mm-hmm. or there's, you know, black mold in there and everybody's getting Oh, that's a lovely picture of the Walker Ames house. If you're Thank seeing you. our chat, it's absolute. What filter was that? Um, I don't know if it, it was actually at sunset. So I just kind of think I enhanced the colors a little bit. Okay, that's nice. Oh so yeah, it was just kind of nice. Thank Very you. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a beautiful house. It really is. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite places. Yeah, and I every time I go, I've had an encounter there but i get a little bit of everything when i go there so i had personal experience had trigger objects moving engagement objects and stuff um i didn't get any evp but yeah. i had that crazy personal experience on the second floor where you, there's the stairs that go up to the attic and it feels like i start getting uh like a migraine when i'm on the second floor by those stairs Interesting. And that's, Ooh. you know, that's where they talk yeah. about some kind of entity that keeps the kids upstairs. If yeah. You that hype. But um, I always have an experience there. Either someone's pushing in on my temples or I start to get a headache. Yeah, it's an amazing place. And I can't tell you how many probably ghost hunting teams have been through that house investigating it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we've had a lot of experiences there. I've, I, I can honestly say I've probably investigated that place at least 20, at least 20 times. Um, and like some of the, I mean, I would say half of the times I've been there have been very active and the other half have been absolutely nothing. Um, it's very, it's really fascinating. I don't know what is different you know, I'm try- I try to notice what is the same, what's different, and why, you know, it's like that one night we had one thing after another happen, like a door slam upstairs, and we were seeing these little lights in the basement just kind of, you know, floating around, couldn't figure out where they were coming from. Um, you know, there was like a, a disembodied voice, you know, saying yeah. some things. I it was just like a disembodied voice there, too. Yeah. So that's one, one place where I'll use a spirit other. box. Normally, I hate spirit boxes, but I'll use a spirit box at the Walker Ames house. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, it's like I, I don't put a lot of, uh, I don't put much into the spirit boxes, but, you know, the, I think that that white noise theory with, you know, something coming through with that, um, I think that that has a lot of credibility um, mm-hmm. to it because, you know, I've gotten, you know, several like full sentence sentences you know, there, you know, through mm-hmm. using the white noise. And that's what happened at the museum and Port Gamble Museum, which is just right, right down the hill mm-hmm. um, there, too. And that's when I got the June, 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 June. <laughs> you know, it was just like, what? And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and I got then, the little girl disembodied voice at the Walker Ames. So the spirit box was going through multiple channels, AM channels. And there was a girl's voice coming through that remained consistent as yeah, the that's a shifted. big clue right there. Yeah. That's a clue right there that there's that's got to be because with the um, with the ghost box, the, it it fluctuates through different um, stations, and you sh- if you are getting a sentence, supposedly you're supposed to be getting like you know different voices on different each mm-hmm. different channel. Um, but if you get like 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 I did when all of a sudden you know we got 
the same voice say, you know, save us from the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a full sentence. And it's like, um, you know, yeah. that's very interesting. That's so. hard to beat right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then cool. let's see. Well, no, when we were in Spooked, we had white noise. We were using the spirit box when we got the shadow to manifest. Right. Um, we didn't. Get... It was probably something coming down to say, shut that thing I off. I know. It was obnoxious. <laughs> That's the other thing about them. They drive me insane. I'm totally doing white noise from now on. <laughs> like... I mean, seriously, it, it gives you a headache after a while if it's too loud, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. But, you know, I don't know. I I think there's something too, you know, to the, the white noise uh, version of it because, you know, we've gotten several interesting things like that. Like you said, same voice throughout. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and ooh, we've got 13 minutes left for the show so we haven't hit up like tips for beginning ghost hunters books to read oh, you uh, can handle the books to read <laughs> what's, that? what's your favorite what's your favorite books for oh. the beginning ghost hunter to read well i did an update recently but um my original list if i go back um i think I think we could all do better research on haunts. So like the background, property records. Right. I agree. We used to actually have somebody that did that um, in our group, which was so nice because she knew where to go. She knew what um, different places to research. I mean, Mm -hmm. to really get in there to find and police records and Mm -hmm. history of the the property. I mean, it was so nice. And then of course uh, she moved away and then Uh. nobody has like really, you know, stepped up to it. You know, I've got so much to do myself with so many other things that I'm doing. It's just like, uh, I don't want to take that on because it's very, because yeah. once you start that, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe I can make a, a pitch for Sandy because I know she's listening and she likes to do these things. Oh, if she, you know, if she <laughs> would have fun doing that, because it can be really fun. It can be. I know? mean, I love it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, because, you know, I don't mind doing it because I, I, but, you know, I don't know a lot of the places to look and I haven't really looked into all the places to look, which, you know. No, there is a book that I have in my library. Maybe I need to donate it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It's Ghost Hunters Research Guide to Free Internet Resources by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Egan Cox. And I could even it's that, got know. how to find through online records. Real estate, archival, criminal, grave, um, like ge- geological records, all that stuff. But I, I totally agree with you on that. I really, because there, there are a few places that I would really like to know the history of it. Um, that one place in Everett, I, I really, there was a house that we were investigating and it was supposed to be, you know, a newer house. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is on this property before? Cause you know, we got some really interesting EVPs and you know, was there something on the property or is this something that might be attached to this woman, you know, that's following her around. Um, but you know, if I, you know, I just really wish I would have, you know, gone a lot further mm-hmm. into the research part. But like I said, once I start doing that, I go down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to have time for anything else. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, but so I would like. Almost... I'd love to have somebody if they'd like to do it. And that's why I really would like to have real estate agents. I would love to have a real estate agent. Um, you know, on our our team too. You know, just to you know, because. They usually know a lot 
mm-hmm. of things like that too. Totally but agree. yeah, I agree. I really, I really think we need to be a lot more stricter on that yeah. because you know, right now we're not even, you know, like, Oh, I just kind of Google them, Google maps. There it is. Yeah. No. So <laughs> yeah. when we did, and Sandy was super helpful for this, when we went out to black diamond, uh, just for the haunted expedition, and I think Preston Sandy did a lot of research into Black Diamond, and like we had links to um, the University of Washington has a huge um, department on geology right. and stuff, yeah. and so we mm-hmm. got the maps of the mines and where everyone died in the mines and the disasters there, and so we linked out to them as well and um with preston we found a lot of articles about the kids uh, that were there and the crimes they committed and who the like security people were and stuff so that was really interesting to read um but that's uh, really fascinating another book i have it's a little out it's it's outdated now but strange frequencies a practical guide to paranormal tech because it talks about how sound waves work how magnetic energy works the devices what they're really designed for it's not that big Ooh. of a book but strange frequencies a practical guide to paranormal technology by craig i think it's talisha t-e-l-e-s-h-a that's a good one because we you know a lot of people don't know how to use the equipment mm-hmm. that's true that is really true sometimes it's like even when i'm reading the manual i'm just like what in the hell and, you know, luckily, you know, I usually have somebody that knows what they're doing. And I say, okay, how do you use this? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. always a good one. And then let's see. Oh, for a textbook. I love this one. Pictures Yourself Ghost Hunting by Chris Balzano, which is, it's written like a textbook. It's got CDs with actuals or yeah, DVDs with actual investigation. So it's a little dated. I think it's from 2008, right? Because I don't have a DVD <laughs> player anymore. I don't. I don't either. My computer doesn't. Yeah, it's a great book. It shows you how ghost photographs can be faked, all that stuff. Oh, nice. Um, Oh, we we can't forget My Haunted Journal by Ross Allison. Yes, that's on my next one. So I was going off my 2014 list, and I have my 2019 list here. Okay. Um, Yes, I was going to say, because actually that, um, you know, I'm not just saying it to be because I'm biased, Mm -hmm. but that um, Haunted Journal is actually really good if you're beginning um, or if you think your house has any entities in it. Yeah. Really good book for that. Yep. Haymount 2016, available on Amazon. I have it. Um, I put it on my 2019 list uh, because I did 2014 and it had been five years, so I didn't update. So I've got that one on there. I think my favorite book on ghost hunting for newbies and just in general is uh, by Ben Radford, Benjamin Radford. It's Investigating Ghosts, The Scientific Search for Spirits. So he's a huge skeptic, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've heard of Kenny Biddle, who's another big skeptic. um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, these were like the two gay. They're the members of the CSI cop. Center for Skeptical Inquiry. Okay. And he goes through, this is how you repeat the experiments. I mean, he does give you tips on how to do um, ghost hunting in a way where the evidence you collect is more likely to stand up to scrutiny. 
Nice. She does explain how EVP works, and even if you have the digital recorder, how it can make mistakes. Um, he's got yeah, he's got a bunch of that. So th- for me, that's that's my favorite ghost hunting book that's come out mm. yeah, over the past probably ten years. Is oh, that's pretty ghosts. cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know that is one thing. You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's really easy to become kind of a lazy ghost hunter when you don't have a. I mean, at first, you know, you don't have a lot of people helping you with things, mm-hmm. and then you just get to the point where it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna grab my recorder, my camera, and, and go out there, and, uh, you know, because it's just like I don't want to lug all this stuff because for well, one thing, you know, I'm not supposed to carry all this heavy stuff, and it's just like screw it, you know, and all this stuff, and then you kind of get into that lazy ghost hunter kind of you know thing, but. Now in our group, we have actually people that are helping and everything mm-hmm. else like that. You know, I, I got to step it up now. So that's, <laughs> that's my, that's my thing now. So it's just like one of those things where, you know, now that I have help and I, you know, if I actually delegate help, you know, which is even better, <laughs> it's hard to delegate when, you know, you've been, you know, people drop the ball so much, but yes, it yeah. Really is. yeah, but, but there's, I have to, there's a, it's a good group of folks this time around there. Yes, we really do that, you know, aren't dropping balls so much. <laughs> so let me drop links to my best ghost hunting books. Nice. But yeah, it's like, but yeah, I th- I really think the research thing it has to, it has to get up there again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, but I'd like to see the one, the book, the first book you mentioned about the resources online for oh yeah, yeah 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 um let me see if i can i'll put a link to that one i love that yeah, i've got a copy i don't know if it's really in print but it might be available in the secondary market so let me go out to the big a and put the name of the book and she actually went she read this article and she sent me a really nice thank you she lives in southern california oh nice okay um, yeah because it's it, it's just yeah it's really, it's really cool. And one thing I started doing too, is um, I sub, I subscribed for a while to the old uh, newspaper articles and archives, mm. and that was so fascinating. But it's, it's, it's horrible, because once you start like getting on something, you search for dates and you search for like words in all these old newspaper mm-hmm. articles. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, three hours pass and. You know, and I'm still like reading these articles about, you know. And then you think, man, I haven't been even been to Tinkle. And then you go, oh, God, I got a Tinkle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to get up quick. <laughs> emergency, emergency. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Make a path. Doesn't exactly. look like it's available. I wonder any... if they have anything else like it. There's got to be others. Yeah, so let me like, just do Ghost Hunter's Research Guide. Yeah, I need to probably do that too. Um, if not, like I said, I've got the the book I can bring in, but I'm not. Oh, I found it. It is Ooh, not yay. available in print. Let me see what's going for. Wow, that's pricey. Um, <laughs> I bought it new, like when it came. Wow, really? Who sells it for those prices? Wow. <laughs> Buy even more so. Who bought? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, who's buying this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a copy. It is not available on Kindle. So, um, I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll bring it into, I'll bring it into the, a ghost library. 
<laughs> I'll scan all the pages. <laughs> oh, thanks, <Yeah>. June. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'll take me a few hours. We'll do it. No. <laughs> so we've got two minutes left, guys. Um, oh. Wendy, any parting words? Do we need to play the uh, commercial for Crimson Cloak Publishing? I had actually, I forgot to upload it, but I can. I gotta find it. <laughs> I gotta search for it. Well, anyway, no, nope, um, just with us. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you all for going on this little journey with us this evening. <laughs> Sorry that our our uh, scheduled guest had, wasn't feeling well, so he he canceled. And next week, I believe we've got Denise Pride more coming on and. And she'll talk about, um, she's involved in Spook Show Con up in Alton, Illinois, and we'll, we'll discuss that in depth, and um, Pride More Paranormal, and we can even get her to talk about the uh, the Sally House if you guys want to. I would love to, yeah. Um, I know that she loves the, like, the Malvern Manor and places like that up in Alton, um, and she's from a little podunk town in Kansas, so. <laughs> nice. Yep, yep. <laughs> So cool I, I found the patch man. Uh, I have uploaded it. So I'll play that. Then I'll play our outro track. Oh, well, thank okay. you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, to Carly, thank you for letting us invade your space here on yes. Crimson Cloak Radio Network. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, uh, thank we you. appreciate it greatly. And June, uh, I forgot any parting words from you before we go as well. Just thanks for, for listening to us kind of ramble a little bit and all our, our fun investigations and equipment, psychics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. How much we love this, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to our viewers, or listeners, I guess. <laughs> That's like viewers. <laughs> I guess if you're watching our chat, well, right? Yeah, right? they're looking at the chat. Yeah. They're, they're viewing it. Yeah, they're viewing it, <laughs> right. And... Uh, yeah, so that calls it for this week. Um, we have, you said, Denise Pride more next week, which sounds like a really fun show. Yep. And uh, with that, I will play a little promo, and then our exit track for the evening will be The Light by Disturbed. Awesome, thank you. All right, so thank you very much, folks. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. From Crimson Cloak Publishing. Book One in the series by author Rick Step Bowling. A prophecy declares a small child will decide the victory between two countries paralyzed by war. An old man sells magical patches on the ruined streets of Hagradis when a small, one-armed girl begs him to fix her doll. An imperial missile blast kills the little girl, Misha, but Var patches her back to life and they flee marauding stormtroopers. Imperial High Command unleashes Ulan, a formidable assassin and mystic who chases the Patch Man and his ragged band of followers through a labyrinth peopled with powerful beings and monsters. Both the pursued and pursuers find themselves in life-or-death situations when they encounter the Greeter, a mysterious being who controls the entrance to parallel worlds populating the labyrinth. It is in these domains they discover clues to end the war with little Misha as the secret key to ultimate victory and peace. Patchman is available now on Amazon and through all major retailers, 
ebook and paperback versions available from Crimson Cloak Publishing.
can show you the 